Oh, yeah, let's do it. Do it to it. What's up, everybody? It's the best show. My name's Tom. We're doing a short version of the show tonight. It's only going to be a little more than an hour. Uh, we had some tech problems, and I've got some stuff I have to do, and I'm trying to just do a show for you so we can have a show because we don't always get a show, and I want there to be a show. So there'll be a show, and there's gonna, it won't be a long show. It'll be a short show, but it'll be a show, and it'll be the best show because we are the best. And tonight we're talking about what would you tell your 15-year-old self? Give me something you'd tell your 15-year-old self. That's all. Simple. 201-332-3484. And we got the whole crew here. And I'm just going to go. Let's go right to the phones. Uh, what do we got? The one through five, Pat? Full house. Give me five. Hello, best show. Let me, let me turn my mood ring down. Okay. Turn your, your mood ring. Yeah, I got one of those audio mood rings. Have you seen those yet? What, what, what is that? I mean, it just makes, it flashes different colors and whatnot? Oh, no, it's so much more than that. It's like, you know, how I'm feeling, and then it'll do a, it'll flash colors. And for me, it's usually, you know, I don't know, black and uh Black and orange, uh, silver and uh, green, uh, red, white, and blue uh, pinstripe, white, white and red pinstripes, and then it'll play music, and that's pretty much the only song it plays. And we danced by the Hooters. Yeah. Well, I know who this is, by the way. You'll never guess. No, I already know who it is. It's you, Roy. It's Roy. Philly boy Roy, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh my god! Hey, can I chime in on the topic? Oh yeah, absolutely. What is something you would tell your 15 year old self? Okay, I've been thinking a lot about this, and here's what I would say: I would look myself in the eye, and first I would say, "Wait, are you high?" Okay. Okay. All right, and then I, and then of course, young me would go, "No, I've never seen that stuff," and then. And then I go, okay, you're probably not lying. And so I, I'm looking in the eye and I'd go, Roy, you just keep being Roy. Just doing what you're doing because everyone is going to treat you like a GD God one day. Don't change nothing. Mm-hmm. So you, well, okay, well, that's very confident to not change nothing. Well, look how I ended up. I'm pretty much the king of earth. Well, I mean, that's a, okay, sure. I mean, you're Roy, you've kind of got your thing. You've got your thing. I got my thing down. Yeah. You got, okay. You got your thing down. I don't know if it's earth though. I don't know if you can round up to have a, to you being the king of earth. Okay. Well, maybe just on, on Forsyth street in Roxborough. Okay, that's where you're more the king. You're the king of Earth, uh, so. as oh, far yeah. as on Forsyth Street. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hey, well, look, I want to apologize, all right? I'm, I'm sorry I've been out of touch, bro. Things got really crazy, and I had to live off the griddle for a couple months. Well, I mean, I, you had to live off the griddle? You mean you live off the uh, grid? What? No, no, I meant what I said. Live off the griddle? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. How do you live off the griddle? Oh, well, I have a griddle-shaped telephone. I've been calling on it since I first met your acquaintance back in 2017. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, no, we met way more, <laughs> way longer than 2017. Yeah, wait, we've known each other longer than that? Oh, yeah, you think that's the first time we've interacted was... <laughs> no, of course, yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, maybe it's been longer. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but look, th- things got really dicey for me back in early September. So, you know, I couldn't talk on the griddle phone no more. But things is a little bit better now. And I'm speaking to you on my new phone. You're never going to guess what shape it's in. I'm never going to guess what shape this new phone of yours is in. Yeah, yeah. Never going to get it. You don't think I can guess it? You'll never guess it. I'm going to say your phone is in the shape of a football. Okay, well, you're never going to guess what team's logo is on it. Um, the Eagles. Wait, did, did you render yourself invisible and, and now you're in this room with me? What kind of lipstick city sorcery are you engaged in? Did I render myself invisible? Yeah. No, I didn't render myself invisible. Are you floating above me in this room? No, I'm not, Roy. I'm not floating above you. Okay. Okay. So do you want to know what happened to Lanny in, in that terrible predicament I found myself in? I do. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll nutshell it for you. Basically, I don't know. This is like, this is like seven or eight Saturday nights ago. I'm fully raging, right? Mm-hmm. I got dead milk. I got dead milkmen live in Columbus, Ohio, October 87 blasting on the port of ghetto. And, of course, that's a magical show for us milkheads because it's the first public airing of Ringo Buys a Rifle. I mean, imagine you're touring Bucky Fellini and you already got Ringo in the can. Shut up. Yeah, that's pretty sweet to know what's a, you, that they had that in their back pocket. It's crazy. Okay, so you're painting the picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... I'm in my zone, and speaking of painting pictures, I'm doing my drawings. Did I tell you I'm an artist now? Did you tell me you're an artist now? Um, I don't believe you told me specifically. I know you've you've uh, tried to do different creative things. I don't know if you're you never said you're an artist. Well, okay, go. Well, how how so? Tell me about this. Well, I do charcoal renderings of my favorite football players, and, and I, I sell them outside Eagles games. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, so, so far, sales are kind of slow, but when they take off, I'll be able to afford the kind of charcoal you actually are supposed to draw with and not them Kingsford briquettes I've been using. So you're using literal, gr- like, grill charcoal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> draw. Yeah, they don't work so good. They're so they're so chunky that all the players end up looking like Bigfoot wearing a down jacket and parachute pants. Yeah, so you can't exactly do a subtle subtle depiction of your favorite athletes. No, no, it's real hard. And and thusly I don't sell that many. Well let's be honest, I don't sell none. So you've sold how many? Literally none? Zero zero. Yeah. I, I've had people come up and quickly do their own charcoal drawings and then give them to me. So I got more when I leave the game than when I started. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a problem, Roy. Yeah, it is. It is. I gotta say, yes. here you you don't have you don't have this figured out. There's there, yeah, there's a rule in business. You don't want to come home with more product than you left with in the morning. No stuff that people gave you also. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so look, it's about 1 a.m., and I realize I'm out of yinglings, all right? My pony kegs are dry. So Mm -hmm. I I, I think for a second, and I realize, you know what? There's probably some unused vino in that church down the street. So I go down there to liberate it. Oh, this sounds completely above board and decent so far. It, It gets even further above board. Just wait. Okay. Okay. You mean it gets either fur even further above board than you breaking into a, a church to steal wine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is just the appetizer, Tom. Okay. So we're just getting started with this. Oh yeah. We, we've just been seated. Oh, okay. They haven't even brought bread to the table yet. Oh, not yet. We just put our napkins in our laps. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I bop down to this church. I slip through an open window. I start feeling my way to the wine closet. And I find it, and I'm like, you know what, Roy? You've had a hard day. So I decide to not wait till I get home to start pounding. Tom, you know how it is when you start pounding cheap stolen church wine at the end of a long day, right? Oh, who doesn't know what that's like? Yeah. Right? Who can't who can't relate to the idea of just stealing church wine? Roy. We've all done it. We've all done it. We haven't. But check it but, out. But you know what? Go for go go forward with this. To understand this. We haven't. But for the sake of wanting to hear where you doing it, I'm gonna say we all have done it. Okay, okay. So you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm pounding them wines, and um, I decide to kick back and lay down in one of them pews for a short nap, right? Sure. Okay, well, that short nap turned into the deepest, greatest sleep I ever had. At one point, I'm like floating on a cloud, and, and I dream I was taking a bath with, you know, in one of them chocolate baths at Goldenberg's Peanut Chews. And I'm in there with Morgan Fairchild, Calista Flockhart, and Jenny Lewis. Tom, I like Sean Tuses from all eras. Okay, well, I'm glad you've got a you 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 have a uh, 
an appreciation for all sorts of chanteuses. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so then next in my dream, the three of us is having a food fight in the walk-in fridge at Jim's Steaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we were shooting whiz at each other. It was deliciously erotic. Ugh. Oh, and then at the end of the dream, I, I start dreaming I was on this train, and it was going in and out of a, of a tunnel real fast, and then I ended up uh, in a whipped cream factory. Yeah, okay. I don't know uh, what that was about. Who who could who could even begin to to decipher the uh, the uh, the the symbolism? I don't know, but I'm, I just chalk it up to all the three day old birthday cakes from Acme I ate at midnight. Yeah, you probably want to stay away from those leftover birthday cakes. And oh. when you are you buying them oh. discounted? Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah. Like three ninety nine. Uh huh. For like a pretty decent sized cake. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they're so good. And and the longer they're left out, the better they are. Hard cake is the best cake. It okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know hard cake was the best cake. I would kind of think that, um, like a fresh cake would be the best cake. Are you kidding me? If someone gave me a fresh cake for my birthday, I would pick it up. I would walk directly to the trash can and deposit it there. Wow. That's a little extreme. I would, you know, but. Okay. 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 So getting back to the church. Okay. So I'm dreaming away and all of a sudden I feel this stick or something poking in my ribs. Mm Mm-hmm. I wake up and it's the pre it's the priest jabbing me with a long candle holder. Okay. And he goes, wake up perv, which makes total sense because he's a priest and all church leaders can read minds. Well, I didn't. Okay. I'll, I'll take your, take your word for it. Oh no. I mean, he must've known I was having those sleazy dreams. Sure. Sure. Now he probably, I'm sure. Look, I don't know why he, or how he knew, but I don't want to know either. But again, so he knew. Gotcha. He knew. Okay, so, you know, I'm in panic mode at this point. And so I know he's going to call the cops or something. So I try to appeal to his spiritual interest. And I start asking him all these questions about my favorite movie, Exorcist 3. I know you're low. I know you love Exorcist 3 so much, Roy. I love it. I love it. And Tom, you're, you ain't going to believe this. He says he never seen it. Well, how could he even be a priest? That's what I, I asked. That. And I go, yeah, I go, it's only got the greatest exsanguination scene ever committed to film. Yeah. And Patrick Ewing is in it. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And the greatest line of all time, George C. Scott He's, he's, he's in the, uh, no, his, 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 his priest friend is, is, is in the, is in the hospital and George C. Scott comes in and he goes, what's this nonsense? And the priest is smoking. He's having a cigarette and the priest goes, they're quiet. About the cigarettes. Like that's funny. That's a funny observation. Like the cigarettes is killing them, but they're quiet. Yeah. No, he just, I get it. No, that's uh Look, 
I, I, different strokes for different folks. Now that was a show. Different strokes. Oh my God. Remember that one episode? Oh my God. It was so scary. Which one with Gordon jump? Oh, I don't know that one. No, I'm, I'm talking about the one where Arnold killed that guy. Wait, hold on. Uh, there's an episode of Different Strokes where Arnold kills somebody. It only aired once, and then oh. I heard they made they made um, whoever wrote it eat the tape. Really? Yes. Just yes. to make sure no one would ever even potentially see it again. Ever. Arnold ate some weird cookie or something, and he went on a rampage, and he pushed the guy in front of his subway train. <laughs> he ate a weird cookie. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I, I guess they should have made the guy eat. They should have made the guy eat the, eat the tape just for punishment, for using that as a plot device. <laughs> Arnold eats know, a weird cookie and then murders somebody. Very lazy. And even in, in, in the TV guide uh, description of that nice episode, it says Arnold eats a weird cookie. Yeah, that sounds like everybody was kind of on fumes at that point. Oh, total fumes. Yeah, it was total. It was it was fumes Wednesday night. That's what they had. That's what they called that, that, that particular night that season. <laughs> like, like they, they just leaned into that they knew everyone making these shows was was just exhausted and and uh phoning it in yeah it was like it was like the last week of, of may or something you know yeah yeah so so okay so 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 check it out so you know, so so the priest and I are getting into it. And I start busting his beads. What do I got to lose, right? You know, I, I yeah, yeah, nothing to lose. You know, exactly. So you know, I, I was asking if he got his robes and headwear at the same store that that band Ghost gets theirs. Uh-huh. Uh, I also asked him uh, how many communion wafers have you ever shoved in your face? Uh, you're what, you're really being kind of like like uh, outrageous and rude. Oh no, there's a thin line, but that's Roxboro comedy. Okay, that's so that's 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 considered Roxboro comedy. Oh yeah, I asked if he uses a special priest toilet, and he, Tom, I'll tell you, he couldn't believe I was being so irreverent. Uh huh. And and he goes, "Hey, what's your name?" And I go, "Hey, you're the you're the religious leader. You should know everything about me because you can read my thoughts, like Jesus, Karnak the Magnificent, and Bono Vox." Uh huh. I wait, and who? Bono Vox. Uh, he was in Bono, the band uh, too. Yeah, no, I just I don't hear many people using his full name anymore. It's his real last name. It's not his real last name, Bono Vox. Yeah, the first name is made up. I give you that. Sure. Well, what is his first name? Uh, Greg, and the last name is Voxenheimer. <laughs> so his Bono's real name is Greg Voxenheimer. Don't forget his middle initial. He. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Greg Y. Voxenheimer. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great name because it sounds like a question. Yeah. Why Voxenheimer? 
Yes, yeah. Okay, so look, getting back to the story, you know, he's the priest is asking my name, and and I, I say no, and he goes, look, it don't work like that, you know. I can't read everyone's thoughts, you know. And and, and I go, work? What do you know about work? All you do is sit around recycling old sermons and picking which boring hymns to sing next Sunday. Okay, it's a little a little pointed. Yeah, and he looks me right in the eye and he goes, son. I dropped my wallet. Hang on. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Let me get that back in the old pocket. Yeah, get that wallet back. Yeah, I got a long one. It's from the Jesse Dayton line of of, uh, wallet chains. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, so he looks me right in the eyes and he goes, son, I know funny and you're funny. You've got to write for Christian Zingers. Okay. So he asks you or tells you you should write for whatever Christian Zingers is. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So that's my next question to you. Do you know what Christian Zingers is? I don't. I don't. Okay, Tom, it's always the number one religious comedy magazine in North America. Well, I didn't know that I didn't know that there was any competition for that. I mean, oh, congratulations to them, but thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of stings a little bit. It's it's number three in the world. It's just behind Islama laughs and Hindu hysterics. Oh, so there's a lot of different religious comedy magazines around the world. Oh, yeah, but them two have been publishing for, like, I don't know, 400 years, so they got a head start on Christian Zingers, which only started publishing in 1803. <laughs> sure. They're really pulling up the rear here on this. Yeah, they're just, get, we're just getting started. Yeah, they're just warming up. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I say I'm interested, right? I mean, I've been out of work since the pencil factory higher-ups figured out it was me who spray-painted erased this effing place on the front of the building. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and how'd they figure that out? I don't know. Uh, you want to know why? Why? I spelled the effing word wrong. Okay. So they they... That kind of narrowed it down for them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It kind of fit my profile. Okay, yeah. so I submit, I submit a packet to Christian Zingers, and I get a job as a staff writer, which is really cool because so many of the comedy greats also got their start there. Really? Like who? Oh, wow. At the top of my head, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Elaine May, Buck Henry, Patton Oswalt, Melanie Hudsell. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Jimmy Pardo, uh, Bill Hader, Thomas Chong, James Austin Johnson, to name a couple. Well, at least you show Tom, Tommy Chong the proper respect by using his his full his, his given name, Thomas Chong. Oh, that's that's his director's name. 
Okay. Yeah, I think you use it on noise streams. Uh-huh. Sure. The that uh I would think you'd use anything but your own name from directing a Cheech and Chong movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so all's going well at Christian Zingers until I submit this one zinger in a pack with a whole bunch of other ones. And basically it was the other day I saw a shirt at the boardwalk that said, and on the eighth day God created Pope Francis. To that I say, couldn't God have rested on that day too? Uh-huh, okay, wow. Which I, I totally stole from Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've, I knew I heard that somewhere. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's going to make it into print because it's so obviously lifted from somewhere else, and it's also critical of the Pope, but the editor must have missed it or something, and it did get published in the October issue. Okay. Well, that, congratulations on that, right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Double-edged sword. Uh, no, it's double-edged because back in the olden times, whoever could eat both eggs off a blade of, of a sword yeah. uh, got, got to stab first. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. That, that's Roy. That one's, that one's hard to swallow even by your standards. No, I've done my research. Now you do yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay. Okay. Well, check it out. The Pope sees it and he goes ape shit. Oh, okay. Well, you gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, next thing you know, I got a, okay. a call from the Vatican. Yeah. You know, they got their own area code there. It's three crosses and a bloody dagger. Okay. All right. Okay. So before I can say anything, Pope Francis starts grinding my nerds. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. Let me just say, when this cat gets angry, he makes Coach Bobby Noit look like Eckhart Tolle. Uh-huh. Wow. That is angry. Oh, my God. It was you, MF bastard. You're nothing but MF Philly street trash. I'm going to have you buried so deep in the marshlands near Philly International. You're right. I, I can't, uh, hold on. My, I can't find my keys and I get very stressed. Well, are you going somewhere? I, I just like to have them. I like to know they're on me. Okay, no, I understand that. I understand the idea. You just like to have your keys on you. Yeah, so he goes, I'm going to have you buried so deep in the marshlands near Philly International, they won't find your ass till the rapture. That's some tough talk. Tough talk from a pontiff, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Tom, I thought I was talking to Tony Soprano or your uncle Giuseppe Sharpling, who's the acting head of the Carolino. Uh oh. Yeah, please don't. Say that. Oh, no. No, that was bad. That was bad. Is that going to get you in trouble? It is. Yeah, I'm going to definitely pay a price for that. You might lose a finger. I'm so sorry. I might. I might. 
Okay, well, I'll try to smooth it over by dropping off some peanut shoes or something down by his mansion. Please, please, uh, whatever you can do to help out with that one. I don't, I'd rather keep all my fingers. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You, you got a lot of foosball yet to, yet to play. Yeah. Got a lot of foozing okay. to do. I, I know. Okay. So I say to the Pope, but, but it's all in good fun, Pope Frank. Okay. That sounds like a, that sounds like a mistake. I'm going to guess. Pope, guess who hated being called that? Pope Frank. I'm going to say Pope Francis hated being called Pope yep. Frank. Yep. Yep. And he got madder and madder. So I, I had to hang up and go immediately into hiding or my ass would have been grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, la- I laid low that whole time, but I think the coast is finally clear since the Pope has turned his attention to his fantasy football league. He's big on fantasy football. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He almost turned down the papacy because he's so into fantasy football and it's, it's American fantasy football, not soccer. Okay. Wow. So he's he's big into it. That's interesting. He's he's so into it. His team is called the Vatican commandos, which is of course a nod to Connecticut, hardcore punk legends, the Vatican commandos. Well, that's cool. I guess I, I didn't know he had a working knowledge of, of music like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, he, you know they're, they're so rich at the Vatican. He, he could afford to have a professionally made reel-to-reel version of the Boston Not L.A. comp. Okay. Well, that would be, yeah, that would be, that, that's a real show of power. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 You know who was, also, who was in the, the Vatican commandos at one point? Who's that? Moby. That's right. I knew I knew he was in a hardcore band. Yeah, he seems very cool. He seems cool. He seems very chill and um he seems like it'd be fun to just listen to him talk because he seems like he would really he seems like he would be listen as much as he would talk. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that would just keep talking. And telling you nonstop stories from their own life, and then, and then in a in a completely, he does not seem like the kind of person that, in a patronizing way, would ask you about yourself as a complete afterthought, and you realize he's not even listening to your answer about yourself. That's right. You know what they call him in the, in the music business? They call him the courtesy talker. Oh, that's nice. Well, that that's that that makes me feel better because. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he seems like the last kind of guy who would be like where he'd go, Oh, Hey, and what, what's going on with that thing you were doing? Oh no. He's very inquisitive. He wants to yeah. know what everyone's up to. Like, weren't you doing a thing or something? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you'd start to talk about it and then you could see him looking for a chance to get back to talking about himself. He does not seem like he would do that for one iota. Ever. Not once. No. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Speaking of the entertainment business. Yeah, Roy. Um, you used to have some vague ties to that world, right? I, oh, I still do. It. I still do. Um, what, 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 what's uh, up? Well, you, you were a movie theater usher, right? 
not a movie theater usher, Roy. I, I, I've written for, for television and I, I still am. So yeah, not an usher, not putting down being an usher, but I was not an usher. Well, that's great news for me because I'm actually calling to see if you could recommend a pit bull entertainment lawyer because I am going to sue the slacks off HBO. All right, this I got to hear. Why, why, how, why are you going to sue the pants off HBO? Have you seen this show called Succession? Yeah. Well, look, I... I've been binging on it the last few days, and it is clearly based on me and my family. Uh, how on earth is Succession, which is about basically one of the richest families on the planet, how is that based off your family? Well, look, we need look no further than the last name of the family on this show. It's Roy. Okay, but that's a name. It's my name, though. Everyone knows I'm the only Roy. I'm, I'm, I'm Roy number one. Everyone knows that. But uh, there's, uh, Roy, you know there's other Roys that have come before you also. Yeah, none like me, though. Yeah, well, well, well what, what if Roy Orbison's family laid claim to saying it, that they took that from him? Him. Who? Roy Orbison. Oh, the guy that wrote that song that Van Halen made better. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the one that yeah, he took that he that Van Halen really improved. They found they they really tapped into the subtlety of it. That's what made Van Halen's version superior. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. Because Roy Orbison must have listened to the Van Halen version and said to himself, you know what? Back in 1961, I probably should have had some, someone screaming, screaming and yelling, oh, yeah, come on, throughout the song the whole time. They made it sexier. Yeah, it sure is sexier. You know, um, he, he, he wrote a memoir back in, the, I think it was, the, it was probably the late 80s, maybe like 1990. And, you know, he, uh, he did a song that Glenn Danzig wrote. Yeah, Life Fades Away. Absolutely. absolutely. And in the, I go straight to that. I, I, I wanted to see if he, had, if he said anything about it. Yeah. I go to that page. He, he calls him George Danzig. So he's like, I uh, co-wrote a song with George Danzig for the Less Than Zero soundtrack called Life Fades Away. George Danzig. What a bummer that would be, right? You know that Glenn Danzig must have seen that and thrown that book across the room. If he was in that little cubby hole he was in in that video. Yeah. That book hit the wall of that cubby hole. Glenn boxing down to B. B Dalton and then opening that book. Yeah. Hey, hey man, you got the uh, Orbison biography? What? Orbison biography. Roy Orbison. And they finally. I'm in it. I got to be in this thing. 
And then he checks it. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, skimming, skimming. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> if that guy. Yeah. No way. And then he just hands a ripped copy of the book back to the clerk. He rips it in half like a telephone book. Yeah. But he doesn't exactly rip it in half. He just kind of gets that twisted quality that when people can't rip something in half. Well, maybe he got one of his fingerless gloves caught on it. Yeah. His fingerless gloves get caught on it. So the thing isn't exactly ripped in half, but the cover is like has been loosened from the from the spine. Oh, that's the ultimate nightmare for a tough guy. Yeah, can't rip a book. Yeah. All right, so let's return to the subject at hand, which is my lawsuit of HBO for okay. their, their flagrant stealing of my, my life story for their show Succession. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the head of the family is named Logan Roy. Yeah. He's a hard as nails, no BS, my way or the you die way businessman, just like me. Mm-hmm. Well, just you know, like you I, yeah I mean I'm always haggling with the fish guys down at Reading Terminal when they see me coming down to buy grouper they know they're going to lose money because my negotiation skills is so lit you're just going to wear them down yeah and also Tom I, I now use words like lit and slap oh no I think that's cool I, I didn't even want to draw attention to it because you did it so effortlessly and it felt so organic. You were like, wait, who's this teenager I'm talking to? I was now? just like, wait, I thought I thought Roy was I thought Roy was older than this, but he's I think he I think Roy might be fifteen. That's right. That's right. He it's just like, said lit. Yeah. And then he and then he said a song slaps. Yeah, yeah. At least he didn't say the other one. That's something F's. Yeah, he, but that I I knew that was a possibility with you. You know, I never call a uh, curse when I call you. Yeah, except for tonight. But go ahead, you know. Uh, what did I say? I'm not no Roy. We're not going there. You did. It's okay. fine. Okay. So, right. so so Brand. So what's his name? Logan Roy. Logan you see Roy. yourself in him. Absolutely, and then you got the kids. Okay. The, the oldest son, Kendall, is just like my son, Roy Jr., only less diabolical. Okay, so he's like a nicer version of Roy Jr. Yeah, or like a less criminal. Did I tell you that Roy Jr. is the main consultant on the new Shout Network reality show, I Think My Kid Is Gonna Kill Me? Uh, no. Well, that would be very worried about that. He's practically writing this thing. Yeah, well, you well, tread lightly, Roy. Okay, okay. And then there's the, uh, the daughter, Siobhan, and I had to do a double take because I thought it was Rhoda Jr. Okay. Yeah, you know, Rhoda knows how to play all the angles. She's ruthlessly positioning herself to be the weekend manager of the Payless Shoes down on Chestnut Street. Rhoda Jr. is. Yeah, it's like a psychological war zone there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that Payless is just, it's, uh, I'm sure it's a pretty, a pretty uh, ruthless place to work. 
Yeah, it slaps. It's okay. All right. It's you're not exactly using it right, but well, we can. Oh no. What? Oh no. What's wrong? Well, I I guess it's true what they say. The best show is the preferred podcast of the religious right. Well, I've never heard that, but. Oh yeah, Pope Pope Francis must have been listening to us talking, and he alerted the Roxborough branch of the Vatican police. Okay, I didn't know that there were local branches of the of the Vatican police. I didn't know there were Vatican police, let alone oh, yeah. local branches in the United States. Oh, every city in America's got it. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, any of you, they they just pulled up to my row house. You know what's interesting about this? What's that, Roy? Their their cars run on holy water, and they, they emit incense as exhaust. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's very it's a very cool thing unless they're coming for your ass. Yeah, no, it sounds cool unless you like you said unless you're, you know, I would say then that that doesn't slap. No, it doesn't slap or f. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's barely lit. Yeah, it's it is barely lit, Roy. Yeah, it's super dim. Okay, well, anyway, next time you hear from me, it'll probably be one of them uh, man in the iron mask situations. Okay, because you're going to be like a, a, a religious prisoner? Yeah, yeah. I just hope they give me a straw so so I can enjoy my brewskis. I hope so, too. I, well, I hope that you aren't a man in the iron mask, but I, at the very least, if you are, I hope you can still enjoy your brewskis. Okay, well, that means a lot to me. All right, well, I guess I'm going to go to the Vatican hut now. All right, later days, Todd Ziegler. Ow. Okay, Roy. Well, how about that? Roy Ziegler, Philly boy Roy, checking in first call of the show. So, look, as I was saying, I have to do some stuff tonight rather than not do a show. I wanted to do a short show and we had some tech stuff early in the show. So your guy is going to be out of here shortly. So I apologize everybody. Um, but we got some calls, eh? Yes, sir. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You going to, uh, yeah, you have any interest in, in, uh, the crew, you got you and Mike and and Woodio, Woody, Jason Woodio Gore. Who I want to just say this, Jason, mm-hmm. are you there? Oh, I'm here. I got to figure something out with you. You you clearly <laughs> last week's show clearly stuck in your craw that we celebrated Mike's birthday. Yeah, I mean, first email I get. Well, I didn't remember anything for my birthday. Yeah, I mean, it was a. It was actually on a show day. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't think I, anyone even said happy birthday. All right, so I'm gonna make this up to this guy. Yeah, that but, happened to me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happened to me too. And Mike tweeted. Mike tweeted, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> hey, and happy birthday, Mike. Sorry, I wasn't there last week. Thanks, Jason. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> So if I have to go in like 15 or 20 minutes, mm-hmm. can you guys, you want to do the show for a little bit without me? 
or you want to just end it? What do you want to do? Yeah, let's. Well, we we could we could do. You do, um, you do what you want. We could do do the post show within the show. Yeah, just like like Digital Underground said, do what you like. So to throw me a call though, I'm here. I'm ready. Nine one. Special, hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? Good. How are? Who's this? Uh, this is Dave in Woodside, Queens. Dave in Woodside, Queens. What's up, Dave? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Okay. Glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, uh, you got, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about this topic? Yeah, yeah. I got one for the topic. Um, when uh, when I was, I guess I started maybe a year or two before 15, but I had this big OCD plan to keep a list of every single concert I went to. Okay. Um, and I started it. And then I took it to the point where I was like, that's not just enough. I'm going to actually keep uh, like not so much a journal, but just record every single day of my life, uh, like a quick two sentences about what I did and like what I wore that day. And I told myself I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. Um, And then, (laughs) and I lost the notebook that I was writing it in at some point. I misplaced it. Yeah. And then because of like my mental rule that I'd set up for myself, it's, it felt like I just wasted the last three months. So I just stopped doing it because it was broken in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never kept up with it. And so I, what would, what would you tell yourself then? What would you tell yourself? I think I would have told myself, don't, uh, lose, don't lose that notebook. Ricky, <laughs> don't lose that notebook. It's the only one you got. <laughs> yeah, writing I mean, out all the, every concert and all my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first thing I'd say would be don't lose that notebook. But even if I did lose it, I would say uh, you're you know 14 years old. It's not going to be that hard to remember. Uh, you know the gap in between then and now, and started it again and keep it going. Because now I would have like this amazing. Uh, multi-volume history of my life i could get published somewhere yeah you'd really have a some kind of comprehensive body of work there documenting your life <laughs> yeah you, so blew it. It. you blew it <laughs> you blew it baby you blew it <laughs> yep <laughs> you know sometimes when you do those things i would find myself holding on to certain things and like like all these this paperwork and documents and things. And then at a point I was like, what am I doing? Pre- <laughs> what am I doing? Working for the, for my museum? <laughs> like there ain't going to be no museum. No one cares about any of this garbage. Throw it out. <laughs> That's good advice. I still have a lot of that stuff. I probably should throw it out. Cause really, what do you think it's going to be? This is what's going to happen. You're going to croak. And then someone's going to pull a dumpster up to the house and just start throwing everything in it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely true. <laughs> wow. I, I know that sounds a little bleak, but it could be some version of that. Yeah, no, it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. I need to hear that. <laughs> well, thanks for the call, buddy. You got anything else? Uh, I, I saw the Velvet Underground movie. It was great. Now I'm on a, a, a Velvet Underground kick. For 
What's your all-time favorite song right now? Uh, Sister Ray, very loud on headphones, walking home from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sister Ray's a good one. Yeah. Right? Whip it on me, Jim. Whip it on me, Jim. Whip it on me, Jim. Whip it, right? You get it. Yeah. Whip it on me, Jim. Whip it on me, Jim. It's, it seems like a good old time, whatever those characters are up to. Yeah. No, they got it all figured out. <laughs> Chicken soup for the white light, white heat fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I'm glad you liked it. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Other call, please. Hello. Hello. Who's this? This is Mike. Mike, where are you calling from? Oh, uh, Minneapolis. Mike in Minneapolis. You like it out there in Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 getting better. We're we're trying, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the best part of living in Minneapolis? Um, seasonality. We have a de- definitive seasonality here, and you do different things during different seasons, and it's it's you just adapt, and it's good, you know. Uh-huh. Everybody, everybody, uh, kind of falls in line with, Oh, uh, now it's November and now we're up to this and <coughs> December we're up oh, to this. Okay. You, You're right you know, there. The sun goes down at four o'clock. It's fine. You know, we just kind of adapt. Yeah. No, I, uh, I was talking to, uh, somebody and I was saying, I know you think it's cold in Minnesota, but I just got to tell you these LA nights are colder than any other place on the planet. <laughs> You know that? Yeah, but that's fine. Scientifically, it's been proven. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the San Francisco people, because because of the Bay and stuff. But no, I don't know. My sister lives in LA, and it's not that cold. Come on, man. No, it's the coldest place ever. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just a. <laughs> well, we do metaphysically, or you know, all right. I'm joking. It's just a joke. Is, is, Jason, are you there? No, he's not there. He stepped. Recent, in. recent, recent translate. Transfer. Yeah, don't worry. Whatever. What, what do you got for me, Chief? <laughs> well, I, I've got it's good. Uh, I'm basically the whole thing is is I if I go back to my 15 year old self, I would uh, tell tell not when I meet famous people, and you're one of the famous people I've actually met in my life. Not to immediately gush. That's what I do. I. I, I, I gush over because like, I got the geek nature and I, I tend to just gush instead of act, interacting with people as actual people. I, uh, I do, I go, I go crazy with the gushing and that's not, and that's not the way you're, you should do it. When you, you just treat people, you know, when you see somebody famous, you should first and foremost think of them as a person or not just immediately just gush with all the, uh, with all your nervous energy. So. That's what I would tell myself. I probably wouldn't listen, but hopefully, I mean, I don't know if I've ever encountered anybody famous and not gushed, and that's just sad. Well, like you said, we met. Yeah, at the Chicago at the Chicago show, and I. Well, 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 what did uh, what did you say? What did you say, Mr. Worcester? And I screwed that up so bad, and I was make just just nonsense and i was so excited about getting my picture taken and i was just gushing and i made zero sense and i ugh, ugh. i'm sure it was fine you're just beating yourself up 
Well, well, I didn't, I didn't do the, I didn't do the uncomfortable elevator, elevator conversation, but, but I do the, you know, talk way too fast. Like I'm talking now and, and not actually, you know, act, approaching somebody as a human, just basically trying to get as, as much of the conveyance of how much I, of a fan of them as in the shortest time possible, you know, not, not Patty Smith in the elevator level, but you know, just, just, just no, some, not that bad. I, no, of course you wouldn't. You're not, you're not that, you're not that ridiculous. <laughs> Nothing here ridiculous. I didn't go. No, I'm not Patty Smith in the elevator bad, but I'm, it's just, just, but you, 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 my, now see, that's the thing is I, cause you are obviously you got this, uh, very virulent, uh, fan base. It's very passionate. So you get more than your fair share of people just gushing to you. And at that, at some point you're just like, stop with the gushing and just let's have a conversation. And I, I don't know how, how you even, uh, cope with that mess. And I don't know how I, I can not do it because, well, I don't meet that many famous people up in here in Minneapolis, but Whenever I do, it's just sad and and it's way too uh, way too overly uh, passionate, way too fast. Yeah, you're doing all right. I think you're doing all right, buddy. I like you. <laughs> Fair enough, sir. I like you. <laughs> all right, you have a great night. Just, just, but you, 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 my MLC wasn't big, because you are obviously. Wait, is it still on? Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hi, Hi. who's this? This is Allie from Somerville, Massachusetts. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, not much. I just got back from my jujitsu class and I just ate a bunch of random stuff for dinner. So oh, you got back from what now? Um, jujitsu. Like Okay. Are you threatening me a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a threat. You just want me to be on my toes. I'm a white belt. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, yeah. So, first and foremost, um, you did it. You SLB. Thank you. Um, love the book, of course. And thank, you, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Most excellent. Um. Okay, so yeah, I have one for the topic. Um, I would tell my 15-year-old self to dump him <laughs> because like, what were you saying, your 15-year-old self? Um, dump him. Dump him. Yes. Because okay. I had like I probably clocked. I don't know how much time in basements listening to like shitty punk bands, sorry, crappy punk bands that my boyfriends were in. Um, and just like, we like walk around with his friends and they'd knock over trash cans and I already knew like I was above that. And then it's just, uh, it's just sort of uh, trying to cling to something and it was a bad habit I got into. Wow. My, my niece, um, she's 17 now. And like, I wish I was uh, independent as her because like she'll get crushes on guys, but then like the minute something comes up, um, she's like over it. 
like she really liked this guy. And then I was like, oh, how's, how's he? And she said, I don't like him anymore. He's a Republican. Mm. <laughs> so like, you wish you could just be as, as uh, unaffected. Yes, I was just like in, from 15 and on, I was just like, like starting in high school is in a six year relationship, which is just nuts. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my, well, tell my younger self. but it's a, that's a nice, that's a nice thoughtful, uh, thing to say to yourself. And it's also something you can work on for yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. You got some room to do something there for yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a lot older than 15 now, so. Yeah, but still. Singer too, I guess. Oh, whatever. You, you, it's not too late. I, I didn't say it was too late. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Well, I like it. Um, and let's see. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you're pretty awesome. Thanks, Tom. And I tell you, you have a great night. All right, you too. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Guys, I got to go. Pat. Yes, sir. You could take the reins. I can take the reins. Do you want to just say a quick hello to our next caller, and then we'll we'll take the rest of the call? Caller, hello. One more time. Hello, caller. Hi. Best show, hi. All right, guys, it's all yours. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I wish I could stay. I got to go take care of some business. And, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Sorry. You got Bye. It. Bye. Hello, caller. Hi. Caller, can you hear us? Can I shut my stuff off? Yes. Okay. Caller, hello. Caller. I don't know if uh, he can hear us, guys, but this is um, our friend from Mexico City. Mike, are you still there? I'm still here. You know the Mexico City guy that calls? Yeah, I can't think of his name offhand. Uh, He's on the line? He's apparently on the line, but I'm... Hello, caller. I'm going to put him back on hold because I don't think he's... I think he went to the bathroom or something. I'm going to go blind and pick up someone live on air. Hello, you're on. on, Ooh, there we go. We're batting a thousand here. Let's uh, (laughs) just end while we're hot. Um, No, here's someone I did screen on for. You're on the best show. We got AP Mike. Jason Gore, I think, is on. And uh, my name is Pat. Well, who is this? Uh, This is John. John, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Los Angeles. Los Angeles, Lipstick City. I apologize. Tom stepped away. He had to attend a matter, but we are going to okay. uh, field the rest of the show for a little while at least. So do you have a uh, 
um, some words of some words of wisdom for your 15 year old self? Um, I think if I um, talk to my 15 year old self, I would say to him, like, try to be mindful or aware of my own anxiety, you know? Yes. Like just kind of, um, cause I think that's something I think if someone kind of like pointed that out to me when I was younger, it would have um, made things turn out differently for me, you know? And, um, and then the other thing would be, um, go see Prince in concert because I never did that. And I regret that. That's a so. great one. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was lucky to see him, uh, on the, yeah, I, I saw him late myself, but I, I, I am glad I saw him. Um, I saw the musicology tour and that, that was one of the best concerts I ever went to. I mean, just such a great band. I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what everyone says. We saw them all song live <laughs> that it was, a, yeah. that was one of the best shows I ever saw mm-hmm. and in, in Los Angeles he like had a month long residency at the Inglewood, Inglewood Forum mm-hmm. and um, like and the, the tickets were really cheap and I was just and I just you know it just slipped my mind and then the residency ended and mm-hmm. everything and then when he passed away it was just kind of like oh, I wish I went to that you know um, so it's just that could be a, a, a- yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the legends I missed. You know, uh, I worked right across the street from, uh, there was a, a, a place in Manhattan called, uh, it was the Lone Star, right? And, uh, but they, you know, it wasn't just country music. James Brown would play there. That's one of my biggest regrets. I never saw James Brown. Um, there were a couple of times where I had the opportunity to see George Jones uh, and I didn't pull the trigger on that. So I think we all have our regrets of some of the, some of the legendary musicians we never got to see. For sure. We've done shows on it even. Yeah. I think show remorse or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did a, a slice of life on that or something. It's in the archives, but, um, yeah, I regret not seeing Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros on their last tour. That was one I could have gone to at the uh, St. Anne's Warehouse in Brooklyn. Um, There's a bunch. There's a bunch. But, all right, well, I think that's it. Well, I I have one more question. Is there a show that you guys regret not going to that you wish you never saw? (laughs) Southside Johnny at the Wellmont Theater. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you really slammed Southside, but... uh, you know, and, and it's the same show. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure what I saw was what you saw. So, I mean, I've seen worse. Yeah. Well, he, he, I, th- I heard he either like totally brings it or phones it in. So I got, uh-huh. I got phones it in. Night. <laughs> and uh, it was bad. And uh-huh. yeah, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we almost did the topic. Uh, or no, we, we did do the topic. Um of people like leave, you know, paying admission and leaving. Wasn't that the topic a few weeks ago? Or like it was, I'm out of here. Yeah. And I I was going to bring up that Southside Johnny show that I walked out of with my dad. Uh, Uh We couldn't take it. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, you could just drive a truck through those song gaps. They were just really Uh bad. (laughs) Minimal banter. 
and just long gaps between songs for no reason. And I just like, it got awkward. We were just looking at each other like, what's happening? It's, it was like we were at a live rehearsal where everybody was mad. Everybody in the band seemed mad at each other. You know, it was awkward. Okay. There was but it was inner tension going. There was inner oh. tension on the stage. Okay. All yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I've, I've never seen a band sort of fighting on stage. I mean, it happens. Yeah, it's, you know, but. He, just, he had just like blitzkrieged everybody, yelled at the crew and the band and everybody, and then the door, uh, and then the doors opened and the show started. Like that's what it feels like. It was bad. See, that that might have been intriguing for another reason. I mean, I I might have just stayed to see where it goes. You know, like this is this is something rare. You know, that you see a band falling apart on stage. I mean, I've talked about my bad experience with Jorma Kalkinen, where he literally played until I, th- I was sure that he was going to play until there was no one left in the audience. Yeah. There was only a handful of people left and we, we hung it out. We, we stayed and, and we kept moving closer and closer to the stage. By the end, we were like pretty much in the front row, but that was it. That was like the only people left were in the front row of the, uh, it was at the uh, convention hall in Asbury Park. So I never saw that again. You know, that was a that yeah. was a rare event. Hold on one second. I'm gonna put, I'm putting someone on. I'm, I'm putting Mexico City back on hold. Can you turn your volume up, Pat? You seem a little lower than usual. Yes, thank you. How's that? A little better. Better? Yeah. Okay. Mexico City just called back. He's back on hold. So, uh, caller, we're going to keep the show moving. Thank you for uh, the the, uh, the the ring. Okay, well, thank you for taking my call. You, you guys it. have a good night. You too. Good night. Uh, that's 201-332-3484. Tom had to step away. Uh, he will be back next week, as will the rest of us. If you want to give us a call, it's 201-332-3484. The topic stands. The topic is what would you give? What advice would you give your 15-year-old self? Um, we haven't gone around robin on that one yet. Is Jason still here, or is he? Uh, did he have to step out? Jason? And we haven't heard from him in a while. Maybe, maybe him and Jason. And Tom, are you there? <laughs> I think him and Thomas are out scheming something up. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll keep going on the phones here. Um, again, it's 201-332-3484 is the number here at uh, the best show. You're on the air with AP Mike and Pat. Hi, Mike. Hi, Pat. Hi, Jason. Uh, Jason stepped out as well, so we, we, uh, we apologize. Tom had to run. Um, he does say hello. He wanted to say hello to you, but uh, we had a, we had a bad phone connection or something happened. Oh, sorry. No, it's I'm okay. About missing Jason. How are you? It's my, it's my favorite. It's all good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, Pretty I'm good. Sorry to say, I need you guys to thank that out. Maybe we went and I missed you guys. It was a great experience. Which one? Do you know there's a festival, the comedy festival, Skank Fest South? Oh, yeah, that uh, that's uh, what what at the uh, in Austin. Yeah, it was pretty great. They had, they had a vaccination center. You know, they had a, they had they had out of your vaccine and you suck it out. They had a de-vaccination center. Yeah, yeah. You want to stop being vaccinated and stuff like. 
I have some great bits for this, but I, I feel like, um, like we, I feel like the, the show is winding down. Am I right? <laughs> well, no, wait. So wait, you, <laughs> so wait, I'm sorry. You didn't actually go to Skankfest. You, you're, you're saying, I didn't go okay, okay. I couldn't, because honestly, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure. I don't know where it out. I didn't, I, I, Hey, I wouldn't put it past you. I'm, I'm multitasking a little bit over here. That's why I, I might sound, uh, no worries, no worries. but no, that, yeah. that is, uh, that would be horrible, but, uh, but it is funny that I'm glad it's not happening. Now I, now I do see the humor in it. Um, thank but, you so much. But, but yeah, how, how's it, how's it going where, where, where you are now? You know, I have, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Sorry. How, how's it going in Mexico city? Uh, I, I think Mexico are pretty well right now. Uh, let me get Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. Could you repeat that again? I'm sorry, Pat. How is, how's life in Mexico City? It's pretty well. Um, it gets pretty cold. Um, uh, I was thinking of going to an open mic. We've got a, a few open, comedy open mics here, but... Um, it's such a drag, you know. You, uh, they're just the worst, right? Yeah, uh, open mics are are uh, are a tough business, but um, you know, if you want to perform, sometimes you got to go through stuff like that. Yeah, but do you really? I mean, I'm thinking it's like a big sham, you know. Like, I know people who got in uh, ahead and they didn't go to. I'm thinking like it's it's like a scam. <laughs> I mean, it's, you, you, it's, you. it's stage time, uh, you know, most days of the week that have them, but, uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't equate to a, a ticket to, you know, fame or stardom. I mean, people, there's different paths for everybody for sure. You know, um, I don't know any examples, but yeah, I mean, you could, you could write, you could, you know, submit writing, um, Right. post stuff yourself that you wrote, you know, or videos that you made. I mean, you know, there's lots of, I mean, I, I know nothing about TikTok, but I'm sure that's, that's one way people are doing it. Um, what, what, what's your comedy all about? Uh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat the last bit? I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. What, what kind of comedy do you do? What, what is your comedy uh, all about? I have the usual, you know, I, I really like, uh, I got really excited when the Eric Anders show started. Like, I'm thinking like things got really samey in comedy all over, right? In, in, a, in an instant, and and even and, 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 I mean, I owe props to Eric Anders, but I mean, even him, he was like the continuation of Tom Green, and yes, like. I think I think things are a, a bit hopeless in the. In the arena of arena of new things, right? It's it's really hard right now. Maybe it's like an impasse or whatever. I think it wants to be so gloomy about comedy. But. Yeah, I mean, I also think like you know, people are ready to laugh. We're certainly ready to laugh, but there's also there's uh, comedy is a hard thing to pull off right now. I don't know. I'm not ready I to laugh. I haven't set foot of in a comedy club yet. I mean, I, I did uh, comedy the other night, Pat. How was that? It was good. It was good. I did. I um. I I emceed the eyelid show at Gold Diggers here oh, in yeah. LA. Yeah, and that was your first time on stage besides your one man show. Besides right? my one man show, it was my first time on stage here in LA, 
and uh it was fun i did it in character as my as like the classic rock jock that i do in uh, 108.9 the hawk and um new episodes starting monday and uh it was fun i the crowd seemed to like it and enjoy it except for one guy who was like don't quit your day job and that's like all right cool was that the sound man yeah it was the sound man it was the owner of the club <laughs> who was like it's always one of those yeah this was at Grizzari's, right yeah yeah it was it was so I, I went on right after halen this was bill bill Grizzari. yeah was, you know it was the, it was alive. it was the battle of the bands uh-huh and i had to uh you know show my i was up right uh, right with uh, right after uh uh warrant was was miss Grizzari there no no miss Grizzari. <laughs> 2021 miss Grizzari. I think I'm saying it wrong. Isn't it? Is it? A, is it Grizzari or Guzzari? I, I don't. I don't know how to say it. Paul, this was an ancient L.A. club that we all had to read a book. Um, we all had to speed read a book that was 500. I'd already read it. Sure, but holy hell, that was hard to do in a month. Um, a lot of content to go through in a month, and the archives. Uh, I'm almost through the archives of. Archives one. I have about ten tracks, and then we can record. So far, mm-hmm. the best show. Um, See, people don't understand the work we put in for these. It's things. a lot of work. <laughs> it I, is a I, lot of work, especially for so far. Yeah, I, I'm doing about fifty to some odd hours at work. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And caller, this is all you're, you're on with Jason again, caller. This is uh, our our Mexico City uh, funny listener and friend. And you're saying that you you did a you're going to do an open mic or you've done an open mic? I've done a few, a few open mics uh, in Mexico and uh, pandemic mics. I, I, got it for, I got I got to do it for a few years. Oh, okay. And then like uh, then it just got like uh, like, like very samey, you know, and 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 I started thinking that it was even counterproductive, you know, like the whole vibe of the you know, defeated comic, you yeah. know, like nobody's rooting for anybody. And uh, like, I, I don't know, like, and I, I got like disheartened. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit disheartened right now. I mean, like things used to be, to seem very clear in the past. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, maybe it's just I'm getting older. <laughs> well, I mean, that's always part of it. Uh, but like, you know, doing those open mics, open mics stink. They're awful. Um, nobody's, you're, yeah. you're 100% correct. Nobody's rooting for each other. That's why you got to just like find other comedians in your area that you like and you dig their stuff and like do shows with them and build a little community out of that rather than, you know, the open mic desperation just stinks of desperation at any uh, open mic. Yeah, I think I'm just getting a bit jaded. I mean, I've been doing it for a few years. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, the worst open mic in my life I've been to was when uh, I went a week to New York. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I've seen, like, you were charged to go on stage. And pay to play. And, and in, pay to play. Yeah, it really blew, and it wasn't like at a, at a swinger club, you know. But it wasn't there. Was, there was no swingers around, but it was a swinger club that was empty. 
and the, the comedians, they, 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 they did the, the, whole, the thing that they, they, they go on stage and they just leave. They don't, they don't hang around to, to support the others. But the, 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 the upside is that then I, a few years later, I got to go to Chicago and they're like, they were younger and less jaded, I guess. Um, and they, I mean, I, I guess it was like the centennial thing, you know, like supporting each other. And it made me, it gave me a better experience, I guess. But, uh, I'm sorry to, to bring down, <laughs> I, I got I got a, a little bit and then I can say goodbye. Is that okay? Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Listen, yeah, you 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 killed us a few weeks ago with that uh Spanish Andy Kindler impression. Uh, for anyone who missed it, ah, thank it, you so it's, much. it's, it's in the archives and it's it's very very funny. Yeah. So please take us out with with uh with this and uh and we wish you uh all the all the luck in the world. Okay. Uh, I, okay. This is uh, Adrian Brody uh, in the latest uh, episode of Succession. It's just uh, a reading, you know? Here's the disconnect. I'm thinking you think I'm some big ass who got a lucky night at the casino, who acts so fancy, and then makes you eat effing rodents for my pleasure. Right? But I got a gun at your head. Thank you so much, and i see you next week, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. It's pretty accurate. Now, now I have to watch that episode. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You're um, not enjoying um, Succession, though, Mike. I can no, tell. No, it's it's just dragging, and I I lost the plot, and mm -hmm. yeah, don't really care about whatever the name of their company is. What's it called? Star something? Waystar Royco. Waystar, yeah, the cruise line or whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, I just can't get that invested in uh, the importance of what's going on. All right, I can see that. I can see that I'm enjoying it, and you definitely don't. You're not. You're you're definitely not enjoying Curb. I would say this week's episode was a, a slight improvement. Okay. I, I still don't understand the forty minute format that they seem to. Yeah, they're long, man. Yeah, they they they're all forty minutes. It seems. Uh, so I don't know what that what's behind that. Um, they used to be pretty snappy and they'd get a lot done in a half hour and. Now it goes longer and it's not as good, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what the deal is with Vince Vaughn. I mean, I can't say I was ever like a, a huge fan of him, mm -hmm. but now there's just sort of like, he's got a presence that I don't know. I find comical and like the more serious he is, the more sort of funny he is to me. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like he didn't really have any real funny lines in this episode. But I don't know. He, he's just like a presence that I find slightly funny. I, it's, it's perplexing to me. I don't, I don't get it. But uh, I, I think I saw, uh, what was it, Get Shorty he was in, where he played a rapper? I think so, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought he was pretty good in that. I was like, oh, maybe he's got some comic uh, thing going on that people aren't really taking advantage of. Did you see? Sort of, did you see Wedding Crashers and all of those movies? Or yeah, way back then, yeah, no, Swingers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I've been aware of them since the beginning, but you know, I can't say I was ever like a huge fan, right? But like, like I said, when he showed up in his Curb episode, I was like, you know, he's not really funny, but 
I, I find him funny. <laughs> just just being there and being Vince Vaughn serious, right. even though he's not he's not himself on the show. He's another character. But uh, I don't know. Well, he's a big um, listener. Big listener of the best show. <laughs> so he's going to be very happy to hear up. that you. Yeah, really enjoyed. Be on Twitter, maybe I'll hit him up. And I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah. Give him sing his praises on Twitter and see if I can lure him into the show. Yeah. Hey, Mike, how was the rest of your B day? It was good. You know, I mean, I I went out Thursday and uh, I was telling Jason I went to Steely Dan's Monday. So you know, I kind of spread it out a little bit. It was a nice week. I you know, I was with friends on Sunday. Had a little bit of a celebration then. So, yeah, I spread it out. So cool. do you guys have anything about the, the the topic? What would you tell your 15-year-old self? I was real excited when, when Tom threw this out there. I thought we were finally going to get to, you know, the 15-year-old Tom in the book, which oh. I've tried I've tried to get him to expand on a little bit, but, you know, to no avail. That's probably why he split. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, finally, we're going to have a chance. You know, it seemed like he's ready to uh, open up about it. So maybe we can we can uh, move this topic to the next show. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll make I think make we're it. I think we should probably move this to the next show because <laughs> we have a lot and we only have we have one more call left. Right. Right. Pat. That's correct. And, okay. he, and he hung up. OK, so we have no more calls. Yeah. Well, correct. well, do you have anything for the, the topic? I mean, I have. The one thing I would tell my 15-year-old self, I was a freshman in high school. It's, I don't remember it as being a particularly eventful year. I would tell my 15-year-old self that uh, hang in there till next year. Uh, you'll have your first beer, and it will be at a skinny dipping party. And uh, I would also tell myself that uh, in, a, in your senior year, it's going to get a little awkward. A little difficult, but uh, hang in there. Uh, study more in advanced algebra and trig uh, because you don't want to flunk that again. I would tell myself, uh, start buying masks. <laughs> maybe do a little uh, help out on some research. Like maybe start studying mRNA early on. No, I probably just just joking, all joking aside. I'd probably just tell myself you're, you're going to be hard on yourself growing up, and just maybe uh, be easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I I do a, a broader suggestion. I'm probably not going to be like, hey, you're going to blow your knee out at the senior homecoming dance in a dance out okay. in a dance off with a guy named Raw Dog. A dance off <laughs> to too legit to Wait quit. A second. We haven't heard this to too legit before. to quit by uh, yeah by uh, MC Hammer. Wow, you know you're going to that's going to happen to you. Did Raw you go dog out on a stretcher. I did. Um, it, wow, it ended the dance. Oh my god! You know where the it was probably halfway. We're just hearing this story now. <laughs> I don't know. This is a classic. I almost wonder. Like, so it was a dance off. Too legit to quit. And I was doing all the moves of the hand, like the two, the L. Oh my god! Quit, and then uh, my knee blew out, and I hit the ground. Wow. And I, st- I still to this day, like even with my knee going out, I I had raw dog. He was I that I was winning that dance off, and you so went yeah, first and you were second. Do what? Oh no, we were he, going. Raw we were, dog went first. It was one of those like things where it's like now you, right? Oh, I back now you. 
Yeah, so, yeah. So it would. So I want to get this straight. Uh-huh. I want to get this straight. This was Slaw Dog versus Raw Dog. This is Slaw Dog versus Raw Dog. Uh-huh. Um, Raw Dog is currently in prison. Wow. So I probably not the name. won there too. For what? Uh, I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm wow. not going to say because so it's, it's not a something, something terrible. It's something very awful. He's wow. in prison yeah. for something very uh, bad. Sounds like he really manifested that nickname. He did. He did. He was like, well, I'll just go by Ron Dog. But so I would you say that then that was his crowning achievement then? It was all downhill after that. And he only won because. So you're saying uh, I did this to Ron Dog? No, I'm not saying you did, but I'm saying that was probably the one victory the guy had in his life. Well, it was only because you injured yourself. Right. Right. You know? He won by default. you, You probably prolonged, you know, his criminal career. I mean, not prolonged, but. You know, he, he didn't get into the crime until right. a little later because he was he was riding a high of uh, the dance off. So he'd probably tell his 15 year old self, don't dance against <laughs> Slaw Dog. Uh, but they did. They cut my pants off on the dance floor. Oh, my God. And, this is insane. And uh, and then they put me in a stretcher. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, and the pain is like just unbearable. Like this, the pain's pretty quick. Like uh, I had to put my kneecap back in place myself on the oh ground. My God. Now this wow. was the second time that I that this has happened to me. Ugh. The first time was a uh, field trip. So in high school we had something. Did you have zero period where it was an extra class before school started? No, we we had homeroom, which wasn't a class. So this was a class that was right before homeroom. It was a full uh-huh. length class. Oh, that's weird. Before and they called it zero period, uh-huh. and it sucked. It was awful. You like you go to school like six something, and so I go and I am talking to my teacher, my science teacher, Mister Schaefer, uh-huh. and I'm like, hey, I. I can't do this field trip today because a Canadian jazz band was playing an assembly later that day at the high school. And they've asked me to play tenor sax with them. And this is the truth. I, they, they want me to play tenor sax. And I was like, I can't do it because I have to rehearse now. And he was like, you know, I'm sorry, slaw dog. We, we can't, you know, you got to go on this field trip. So the field trip is like basically just a hike to look at nature in a park that was down below um, on like a cliff, basically, uh, below Radford high school. And we're doing that and we're walking through and I'm just like, God, you know, I wish I could, this is going to, this is going to blow it. They're not going to let me play saxophone. And so I step up on this bridge. There's a little bridge going over a Creek. And as I step up on it, my knee blows out. Wow. And I fall maybe like 10 feet back bounce off of the uh, the trail, mm-hmm. like a nice solid rubber ball bounce, mm-hmm. and then fall about forty feet into a creek. <laughs> oh wow! I took one of the yeah. I took a, a, a fall like that. Yeah. I, I I thought I was I was it, yeah. It was it was like sort of a cliff, but there was like a little uh, uh, not too far down. There was like a little. Uh, what would you call it? An extension, like a, a platform. I thought I could get, if I could get there, it's not the total fall. Right. So I jumped down on that and what it was, it was just a, a bunch of leaves. So I slid right off. <laughs> oh God. It's <laughs> sliding right out. So I took a, a good, I don't know. I guess it was about a 20 foot fall. 
And uh, yeah, fortunately, no injuries you know, like your case. Uh, but your well, case sounds like a they they strapped me. They strapped me to a backboard. Oh god! And then strapped me to an ATV <laughs> that went tearing off of the hills with me on the back of this because they couldn't get an ambulance down there. So I'm on an ATV wow. just like riding around. I had my mullet at that time. Mm-hmm. So when they put me in, uh, they couldn't even get like a an ambulance down there. They had to use like a like a blazer or something like that. So they slid me in the back of the blazer. And then when they shut the back door of the blazer, I start screaming and they're like, Oh man, that guy's in that hoss is in a lot of pain. And they had, they had shut my mullet in the door. So my hair was just caught in the, oh uh, the back of the blazer door, which honestly helped with the knee pain. Oh God. And then uh, another trip to the hospital. Those are the two times I blew out my knees wow. in high school. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, you know, I guess I've, I've, I've been very fortunate. I've never been stretchered out of anything. You know, I've had injuries. I yeah. broke my ankle, uh, stitches in the face and different things like that. But uh, I've never had to been, I, I, know, I never had to, be wheeled out oh it's an experience yeah it is no, an experience I, i'm i'm hearing that and yeah. two times two, two times too many to me, I, you know? I really bookended my whole high school experience uh-huh. with the first one freshman year and the second one uh senior year wow. so now I your need, need, how's your need today most of those stories because uh i ordered food and it arrived and i had to handle that so uh-huh. Uh, I will go back in tomorrow's archive and listen to that. Okay. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm mad that I missed it. Uh, it's, it's good. Good stuff. Yeah. So I, I just have a question. So yes. the first was too legit to quit the first one or the second one? Oh, that was the, that so was the second one. That was the second one. That was the homecoming dance. And the homecoming dance was probably going to close the dance with like end of the road by boys to men or wonder, uh-huh. wonderful tonight. But uh, they had to end it with um, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer with a bunch of pieces of my uh, pants all over the dance floor. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. So and my, is- and I'll, while, uh, here's another thing. While I was lying on the ground, like after I had pushed my knee back together, the uh, vice principal alderman was his name. And uh, he tripped over that leg. <laughs> So I start cursing and he's like, Hey, slaw dog. Now I know you're in a lot of pain, but you don't have to cuss like that. And then he's like, Oh no, I'll get you. I get it. I, that was my goose. Try not tripping over me yeah. while I'm down here. Yeah. in agony. Uh-huh. So that's the Radford high school uh, experience. If you're looking for a great community for your children, listeners, uh, I, I d- recommend hot Radford, Virginia, uh-huh. get a good learning experience. Wow. And your knee today is, is okay. They're good. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I've, I've strengthened yeah, them okay. over the years. Yeah. Did, did so you ever have to have surgery or no, I didn't. No, no. Didn't. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Thankfully I never because had that, to have it. You know, that early in your life and to have a knee injury, if oh, God, yeah. was like a problem for you the rest of your life. I mean, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and for both knees, it was like one knee, one time, one knee, the other time. So it wasn't even like the same knees. knee. Oh, yeah, it was both knees. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Wow. You had one bad knee, and that's what happened. No, no, they're both the they're both bad. Getting, the story keeps going worse. I'm sure Tom's going to enjoy that we basically turned this episode into uh, an episode of Rescue Nine One One. 
But what uh, is what is what is Pat's fifteen-year-old uh, self? Well, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. This is a lot of info. So I mean, before I go into it, um, <laughs> I was just gonna. I mean, my condolences mm -hmm. to that experience. I mean, that is, and you, and the whole thing is just wow. Uh, but the fact that it was the song "Too Legit to Quit" and it was a dance-off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you couldn't have written that. I mean, that is crazy. No, it was great. It was I mean, great. I I you know, no I other song would have worked. Like out you one day. CNC CNC Music Factory wouldn't have worked. Did did any pictures from the event make it into the yearbook? Um, I oh god, would have me on the that ground. Would have been a, that would have been, or me, would have been a them touch. like me. Yeah, just like I'm wheeling you out, you know. Another fun thing was this was this place took place in a uh, this dance took place in a former strip club called Tom Terrifics. Really? And uh, so it what? <laughs> How is that legal? <laughs> yeah. I what it, it was it was abandoned. So they turned it into like former. Okay. Former. No, it wasn't like the night off. It was a a former um strip club. So, uh yeah, no, luckily there was no pictures of me being carted off on a <laughs> on a gurney outside See, of I mean, Tom Terrific. It would have been classic, though. You it would have been classic, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure, I mean, have you been to a reunion? Do they still talk about that? I will that never, famous, I will never famous, go to a reunion. Famous incident. I will. You know, I mean, that's. That's mythological, you, have, you know. Did you guys have to move after that? <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was like, I gotta quit my job now. No, uh, I stayed there. Um, what's interesting, like, no, I never went to an I never went to the the reunion, but I saw pictures of the reunion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you guys gone to your reunions and they have like pictures of here are the people who died that you went to high school with? <laughs> no, it's usually there was like a handout booklet. And they'll have it in there. Uh, I don't remember any displays. Yeah, they I, mean, just, I went to I went to ten, twenty, and thirty. I just uh, brushed off. They I just missed my fortieth. Oh wow! I didn't go to that one. Uh, I sort of got this got a sense that it wasn't going to be very good, and it was at a, a place I didn't want to go to a crowded place. Tom Terrifics. This was yeah. This was just like a, a couple months ago. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't go. And uh, what was the, the place that they were having it at? Like a used car lot? No, no. It's it's a big uh, bar restaurant in uh, Point Pleasant, uh, River Rock. Have you ever been there? No, it's, I've, it's yeah, a, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge spread. It's a, it's a nice place. But uh, what I you know, so I said, wait a second. It's just going to be in the middle of this huge bar. No, they had a supposedly they were going to have a room. I I, I later learned. All they did was set up a tent. So they had they had the reunion in this tent out sort of partially outside, you know, for COVID. And uh, people said it was hot and sweaty. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. yeah. Be in this sweaty tent, you know. Yeah. With with COVID. Running around. Yeah. That's just a COVID. I mean, tent. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, I think I, I think I did the right thing. I think there. you made the right choice. I think yeah. you made the right choice. Yeah. I dodged my. um Ten year, I guess, and um, I haven't heard anything about the twenty year, which I guess would be this coming year. Jesus, I, my twenty fifth would have been this year, but they didn't do anything, thankfully. 
Some classes have it better together than other classes, I've noticed. Yeah. Like my class seems to be, there's a group of people organizing it. They're gung-ho, you know. But uh, I know my brother, like his class, they couldn't get it together. I think that thing, I think they maybe did it 10 and that was it. You know, that class was not uh, organized. <laughs> we had a lot of people from other years show up at ours, apparently, because the other years were worse. That's yeah. That's the thing they're doing is they're combining. That's what my recent one was. It was, it wasn't even just my class, yeah. which was another reason I didn't want to go. Um, so yeah. Pat, 15 year old. Yeah. I would have just told myself to, I don't know, relax a lot more about <laughs> everything. So, yeah. I mean, I'm still, a, I'm still like a, a bad warrior, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I was, uh, maybe afraid of, um, you know, look, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say, I can't, I can't say it. There's too many people that download this thing. Candyman. What's that? You were afraid of Candyman. Yeah. I was afraid of Candyman. You can say uh, it. I'll, I'll tell you guys off air. I don't want to say it. Okay. Well, that's good radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, do have, we do have one last call. Let's do this one call and uh, let, let's uh, let's call it here. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, is this Pat? It is Pat, Jason, and Mike. Uh, Tom had to step out, but he'll be back next week, and he says hello yeah. and apologies. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Well, if he ever returns, uh, let him know that I read the book and I loved it. Uh, it was, it was so great and so, so meaningful. So we will spread the word. Um, it won't be an if it'll be a when and it'll be next yeah. week. Yeah, of course. Do you have one uh, for the topic? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is Jordan in Oklahoma city. Um, if I were to give my 15 year old self advice, it would largely pertain to, you know, you don't have to follow in the footsteps of older siblings in terms of what they like. And, you know, you should definitely be honest with yourself in terms of what you like and what you like to do, you know, no matter what stigmas might surround it. Um, I, you know, spent a lot of time growing up loving singing and loving, you know, theater and stuff like that. I was definitely kind of daunted by the uh, specter of, you know, everything that surrounds being a guy who likes to, sing and dance and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And I missed out on, you know, several years of getting to enjoy that because I wasn't just willing to, you know, be honest with myself in terms of what I liked. Instead, I, you know, played soccer for several years. And, you know, when I look back on that, really felt like I missed out on, you know, some, you know, good times to be had uh, as, a, as a younger individual. <laughs> but are you singing and dancing now? Yeah, in fact, uh, as of like a month ago, I've started taking voice lessons as a 28-year-old man. Oh yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. it's something that I'm I'm doing for myself, and I'm I'm really uh, really you know happy to be pursuing that, and just kind of you know I I I'm, I have no issue being honest with myself now. Oh yeah, well that's good. I think I think that 15-year-old you would appreciate that. Um, what voice lessons for what deaf metal? 
<laughs> you know, it's there's no real end game, and I don't know what I want to do with it. <laughs> you know, the teacher in the pre-screening thing was like, so what's uh, what's your goal here? And I was like, I, I don't really know. Let's just kind of work through some songs and kind of work on the mechanics and get better at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of for the enjoyment of it. That's great. I think that's awesome. Anything for the enjoyment of it is is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be happy to know I'm uh, working through the whole Manassas catalog. So <laughs> Hey, there you go. You can sing uh, some of those, and then you could go to okay. solos, the stills, and you may take... Okay, so for your first voice lesson, uh-huh. you bring in a copy of Thoroughfare Gap, and you say, <laughs> I want to learn that. And you're pointing at Can't yeah. Get No Booty? Yeah, I can't, can't get, get no, no booty. <laughs> And the, your yeah. teacher will be like, really? What do you, what do you want to do? What are you trying to do here? <laughs> I'm going to have my own uh, karaoke uh, so far uh, music book. I'm just <laughs> working through the so far catalog. We get all those horrible uh, late Holly's records. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. I think that's, 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 that would be a great thing to tell your uh, 15 year old self. Also, you tell your 15 year old self that at you know, 28, you really got into Manassas. <laughs> yeah exactly and my 15 year old self will be like what are you talking like, about why <laughs> what is a manassas a yeah. year old self is going to be like i know neil young and right. that's about it <laughs> yeah your 15 year old self will also be like what the hell's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that that too that too so well awesome well thank you for calling yeah, thank you all so much. I love so far. I love the show. I'm I'm pretty new to it. Uh, and you know, oh, thank you all well, for taking my call. Welcome oh, yeah. to the party, new new listeners. I well, love it. welcome to the party, as Pat says. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We well, yeah, all have a great night. You too. Take care. Five episodes of so far left, guys. Five episodes. Five. Okay. Until the end is in sight. I don't think we can do it. I'm I'm still <laughs> thinking I might have to quit. <laughs> you might. <laughs> You have to write a 50,000-word uh, 50, essay <laughs> on why you're quitting if you quit. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will do it, and yeah. I'll, I'll see which, um, which website will host that as an article. Great. Great. <laughs> no, I've, I've been enjoying going through the we're, – we're in the middle of, of listening to Archives 1, which is a 10-CD box set. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know the separation of it because I'm listening to it through a popular streaming service. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, t- like, you know, I, I thought about pulling up, like, the Wikipedia to cross-reference, like, what the where the CD separations would be. Because mm-hmm. it's really hard to, like... Yeah, it's, it's not as clear. It's hard, to, it's hard mm-hmm. to dissect the box set having no... It's just a giant playlist, you know? And it's just yeah. like... Oh, they don't even... Sometimes you'll see it broke it out disc one disc two they don't even do yeah. that huh they they don't but like you, uh, you there's some obvious notes where it's like okay th- this is this is a 10 or 12 track live part you know live mm-hmm, events, right yeah live, you know there's a, there's a few like 1969 uh, and 71 film or east it's like all right this this would clearly be a disc you know right but yeah it's a hard way to do it um but it's also like you know, it's 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 a hundred percent Neil this episode, so it is a better one to try to to you know. It's a hundred. It's a hundred percent Neil, and it's a hundred percent like Neil at his. It's like prime Neil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I love that really, really early stuff that I didn't know at all. Really, 
Um, and some of the tracks that were like not included on anything else that are kind of new to me were, were really fun. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that on so yeah. far, but we'll uh, save that for so far. I, Cause I got a lot of things to say about Fillmore East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, I can, I can, a teaser. It's probably one of my favorite live albums. It's just mm-hmm. so good. It's so cool, good. Yeah. Yeah, you ever walk by the, um, the original film? Where was the Fillmore East? So the film, the Fillmore East was right below St. Mark's place on second Avenue. Um, oh, okay. A few, a few blocks down actually. It's, it's more, it's closer to uh sixth street, I think. What is um, it now? A chase bank? Honestly, it's a bank. Um, great. It's a bank. I think it's an NYU building, but there's also a bank there. I'm not sure which one. Uh, let me type it. Is there a parking lot there? Because I thought I thought I I read something. It was like a parking lot, or just yeah, it's it's gone entirely. Well, it wasn't Paradise, so they put mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. Max no. Max's Kansas City is now like a uh, smoothie place, right? It's a deli. Uh, yeah, but uh, Apple Bank is what is in Apple Bank for savings, twenty four hour banking. It is literally okay. a bank. Oh, great. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Feel more easy. Yeah, I but there but there is uh an original mosaic by a famous East Village uh muralist guy that's on the on the on the on the post that's been there since like uh the seventies. Do you think Neil should go to the uh Apple Bank and play uh with Crazy Horse to uh to commemorate the release of the new album barn play on the play in play of the inside of the bank or or or, or pull a, a mccartney and play on the roof could play on the roof yeah i saw mccartney in the back like a back of a not a pickup truck but like a 18 wheeler in times square in 2013 that was really cool that was when the uh, new record came out yeah i wish i went to the when he was on the ed sullivan roof yeah so. i that that was like you know, pre Twitter days and pre self, you know, smartphone, obviously. But I remember being in college and being on college radio and uh, going into the station that later that day. And like, it had just happened. And this guy who was a big uh, Maca fan, he came in and he was just like, Oh, it was so great. He played jet. I was like, what was so great? And he explained, I was like, that just happened. He was like, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I went to class like an asshole (laughs) that happened. You know, he played coming up twice. I would have, I would have went, I, w- I could have walked up. I was on 23rd. He didn't play any classic Macca when I saw him on the truck. He just played songs from the new album. New. I would have loved a jet. Yeah. I would have loved, loved a sea moon. I would have, I I mean, I still, is, is he, is he like officially not touring ever again? Cause no, I'm voice. sure he'll tour again. He, 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 lo- he loves to tour. The voice yeah. isn't really there anymore, but he's going to tour. I hope so. So, I'd love to see him. Yeah. Well, guys, Mike, you ever see Mac? Mac, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Mac tonight. <laughs> no, but I, I worked his show at MetLife Stadium. That counts. So I, I I heard the show. <laughs> that counts in the hallway. Not the best acoustics. I wasn't in a good spot. Yeah. But uh, it was. Yeah, I I I could get the vibe. Do they have fireworks for live and let die? You know, we're, we're cautioned not to even go out and take a peek. I think I did. I did go out and take a peek for him. Uh, not during the fireworks. So I think I'm pretty sure they did. Right. That's that's had to have. Uh, that's just that's, a, that's yeah, a McCartney that's, staple. That's kind of standard for the stadium show. Yeah. 
Did you uh, did you peek out during like my brave face? <laughs> no, I couldn't do multiple peaks. I mean, if I <laughs> if I did one peak, that was like uh, a lot, you know. I think I did a peak for you two once. Nice. I didn't even do a I didn't even do a peak for Springsteen. I did two two of his shows there, and one of them I was on the field level, right outside the field. I mean, oh, the sound man. was incredible. The, the sound was incredible, you know? Uh, but yeah, I didn't even, I was so busy that I, I couldn't do a peak. What are they, what are they, what were they drinking mainly at the uh, uh, Bruce show? That Light was beer? the only show. That was the only show I worked where literally we sold out the stand. There was nothing left. And we had, we, we got resupplied in the middle and we went through that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was nonstop drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for another E Street tour. <laughs> I cannot wait. 2022. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. The earth shattering. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so nice. The earth shattering. The earthquaking. Heart stopping. Heart stopping. What's what's the quaking? Floor shaking. <laughs> Viagra taken. Everybody yeah. laughs. Everybody, everybody laughs. Chris Christie's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, well, I don't know what else he says. He's there's a, there's a shaking or there's a yeah. quaking, right? Shaking, I'm sure there's a quaking. I'll tell you what, what there isn't. There's no longer a cheese quaking because now that rest up got renamed in, in honor of Bon Jovi this week. Oh, yeah, we knew it I was coming. By that, yeah, I was like, I wanted to puke. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, what? will you please take a picture of that? I got to see this. So does, <laughs> it, does it say right Bon Jovi? Oh, yeah. John Bon Jovi. It says John Bon Jovi. It's John Bon Jovi. Yeah, he, oh. he left the band behind. They got yeah. They're not part of it. How much know? do you? How much do you think that that pisses Richie Sambora off? Oh yeah, oh, I'm sure. Tico yeah. Torres. There's no Tico <laughs> Torres rest stop. No, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Wow. That happened. So, that only happened because I left. That wouldn't have happened <laughs> if I was still there. That's you insane. Know, you know, when I drove by it, you know, I did a double take. I'm like, oh. So, so that happened recently, Pat, huh? Well, there's a James Gandolfini one, too, isn't there? Where's that one? Um, that one's closer probably to 14C, I would guess. Who knows, though? Um, huh. This is going to... I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking to send this to... Are you tweeting this? No, I'm going to send it to... Uh, well, you should tweet it so everybody can see. Well, I didn't crop it right. It's still got my friend's private handle on it. Um there it is. Send it to both of you guys in text. All right. I'm going to look at this, and we will tweet this out so everyone else can see this, or you can look up John Bon Jovi rest stop. Yeah. I cannot believe that. There it is. And, yeah. and there's, John there's Bon Jovi service era area. <laughs> there isn't even a good. They should if they if it's a John Bon Jovi service area, they should at least put in a guitar center. Well, I'll tell you what. What was already installed, which is kind of ironic, ahead of ahead of it being being that called that when it was Cheesequake. Right. Rest stop. They literally had a sign up that said, "Like on, on the on the off ramp to get to get into the rest area, it said uh, caution: road freezes, slippery when when wet." Jesus. Yeah, and now and now it's it's like and and he signed it. He went up and signed that sign. Of course he did. I, no, I'm just kidding. Of course he did. 
So I'm you've joking. got a you've got a Starbucks, you've got a Burger King, an Auntie Anne's, a Sbarro, yeah, some sort of uh, convenience store, and a and a Sunoco. By the way, the rest of the the rest of them have stepped it up. They've lost the BK and they've upped it. They've upped it to uh, Shake Shack. Really? Yes. The rest of the of the Turnpike and uh, Garden State. Park but don't the Turnpike like restaurants do it kind of like uh, cafeteria style? Like it's not. Yeah. So how is that even? What have you have you seen it? Have you had the the, the Shake Shack at a at the John Bon Jovi service area? <laughs> Um, we went to Monmouth, I think, when it was still called Monmouth, and it was still called Cheesequake when we last went to um, Wildwood. That's but, uh, the one. The one in Monmouth. That's uh, Bayonne would be Frank Langella, wouldn't it, Mike? No, or, it'd be uh, R. R. Martin, or, George R. R. Martin, or Sandra D. <laughs> or Chuck Wepner. Yeah, or it would James be Chuck Urbanac. Wepner. Well, he's not dead though, right? Well, neither <laughs> is John Bon Jovi. So, except for to me. <laughs> No, but they, I didn't, I didn't really get a, I mean, it was kind of order and wait. That's how it was. Interesting. The Shake Shack. Times are changing, guys. This is, this is exactly what Dylan wrote about. Yes. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, I think we'll, uh, we should uh, go ahead and call it. And uh, maybe we come back with this topic next week. Okay. Mike, he might not come back with this topic. (laughs) He might do something there. Come back. That that caller <laughs> said he said something scary. That last caller said if he comes, if back, he no, Tom's coming back. I said, do you know something we don't? Yeah, but we've he's already coming back. We've he's already talked back. about the next episode, so we know he's coming back. Right. Ay ay ay. So, well, great guys. Let's uh, anything uh, anything to to wrap up. No, um, we may do the show on a different night, but we'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, next week maybe on a different night. Um, we will keep we'll you posted on that. And then we're going to be recording the next episode of So Far. Uh, we're going to be recording the Best Show Book Club, the first entry, which is nothing but a good time. So you got a little more time to read this week. And uh, we're hopefully recording that next week. And... Uh, yeah, you can find all that good stuff at uh, patreon.com slash the best show. And uh, meet my friends, the friends, coming back very, very soon. Um, yeah. Any, anything uh, you want to say? No. Good night, uh, all. Follow us on the social medias. That's at best show for life. And if there is anyone with any social media sway whatsoever, yeah. help us get verified on Twitter. And on Instagram. And I'm saying, when I say us, I mean the best show account. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean check. me. I mean, Honestly, Mike. I mean, Pat. Just If you, if you can I'll help say, us out. I'll say this. If, if they can get the, the Twitter to blue check the, the, the main account, the rest will follow. No, it won't. They don't care. Well, <laughs> they used to care. It like once, once like. You have to subscribe to Twitter blue, Pat. Huh? You have to subscribe to Twitter Blue. That's the only way Twitter cares anymore. Is this the uh, three dollars a month? Three dollars a month. The Metaverse. No, that's 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 Facebook. That's the Metaverse. Okay. And Marvel. Guys, be good to yourselves. <laughs> Take care of everyone. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Uh, Best show will be back next week. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.